Good afternoon, everybody. I am Joshua. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Daredevil. from two different time zones, apparently, but we are, yeah. we'll make it work. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'm in the future. Um, so, everyone. Yes. Yeah, hello. So, last week, yes. we had our big... Uh, we, we had our we, big blowout. We had a two-hour-long episode. If of, anyone's made it through that yet, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Welcome um, to the other side. Yeah, we had a two-hour episode um, where we finally reached issue 200 of the self-titled Daredevil comic book series that's right yes and we have covered i would say probably 240 to 250 daredevil comic books yeah because of i'm including all the marvel two-in-ones mm-hmm. all the times he appeared in spider-man hulk defenders lots of defenders um avengers yeah. um so he's been around he has and yeah. i was and i was doing when i was figuring it out um we're up to 1984 now mm-hmm. and um uh, very beginning. Actually, today I think today we're gonna hit 1984, and um, you know we started in 1964. Mm-hmm. So now we have covered the first 20 years of Daredevil's life. Wow, isn't that exciting? 20 years. That is, and um, we've both been far too lazy to work out how long that is, but. He's probably about 30 at this stage. <laughs> yeah. 29 or 30. Uh, for new listeners, I will mention <laughs> that me and Jamie disagree a little bit on this. I feel like the the optimum or the ultimate age of a superhero is like 35, and Jamie tends to think it's like 27-ish. 28. I, I said okay. 20, yeah. 28, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know there's not much difference. How's it feel to be wrong? I don't know. You, <laughs> you should, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I'm so used to it now. I, I exist in this <laughs> perpetual state of wrongness. That um, well, anyways, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We yeah. appreciate it. Today we're going to cover five Daredevil comic books, mm-hmm. and then a guest appearance in Hulk, which will just small. be a brief. Uh, it'll be one of our completest mentions. I think he's in. Um, what was it? We said three, three panels. Three panels. Three yeah. panels. No, four panels. Uh, but he only has dialogue in two of them. Mm-hmm. And then he's uh, floating around in the background in two of them. Um, and then and we're also going to do a Marvel Fanfare issue. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, Marvel Fanfare um, was a series that Marvel did um, in the 80s. And it was like they used special paper, so they were able to yeah. charge more. And mm-hmm. it was kind of each issue had two stories. And yep. in this particular one, Daredevil is the backup story mm-hmm. to a Thing story, which I don't know if you read the Thing one. Yeah, it was it was it's quite fun. Yeah, it's and, Barry Windsor Smith, isn't it? Yeah, it and, and, and I had and I had to say that, um, like before we started this podcast, I liked Thing, mm-hmm. but I was not a Thing fan. But now I've read so many Thing co- uh, comics because of all the times there's been the crossovers and everything, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really digging Thing now, yeah. Jamie. Yeah, I think uh, I can't think of a Thing character 
or a character with thing in their name that I don't like. Oh my goodness, I know. I've been watching Swamp Thing yeah. on DC Universe, mm-hmm. and I'm very disappointed that it ended up getting canceled because actually um, we're recording this episode on a Friday, and today the, today's the last episode, the last episode, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and thankfully. No spoilers, but at the very, very end of the episode, there is like a little like sort of kind of wrap up like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, we experienced a lot and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And so at least it wasn't left with a um, cliffhanger. There's lots of unanswered questions, but at least it wasn't a super big cliffhanger Mm because that would have totally, totally been terrible. Yeah. Mm. Um, We are fast approaching our 50th episode mm-hmm. um, we ran a poll on twitter this week and people wanted us to talk about daredevil yellow right which, which i'm super excited yeah, so i just read it all last night just oh you did it. yeah oh, i haven't read it yet i mean it's a while but i i've uh, excuse me i have read the comic and it's one of my favorite this mm-hmm. you know uh the jeff Loeb tim cell but i haven't reread it mm-hmm. for this podcast yet i'm gonna wait till we get a little bit closer to uh doing episode 50, but I'm super excited to talk about it because it's one of my favorite Daredevil stories. I think I mentioned it all the way back in episode one or two. Yeah. Um, so uh, on our, we're going to do a lot of fun stuff on yeah. it, on epi- episode 50. We're still figuring it out, but one thing that we will do is we will also cover, like Jamie said, um, Daredevil Yellow. So it's yeah. going to be awesome. And I've set up a, uh, a uh, Google Voice mail thing, um, which uh, I'll give you the number now. It is 818 4066 uh we'll give the number again at the end and put it in the show notes but the idea is that if you if anyone wants to phone up and leave a voice mail message saying why they like daredevil or what their favorite thing about daredevil is uh just basically anything they want to say about daredevil and uh, maybe we could cut those into the show as we're going through it as well that might be something fun to do and also if you have any questions you can uh, leave them there or email us on jj what is that? <laughs> it's been so long since it's, I... It's uh, uh, JJDoDD, right? JJDoDD at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, or Facebook as well. And Twitter, Twitter. Anywhere you want to ask questions. Yeah. We're uh, all over we the internet. We're all oozing over. everywhere. And speaking of questions. Yeah, speaking of questions, we have a question today mm. from one of our fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Ela, And he asks if we, that being me and Jamie, mm-hmm. could change Daredevil's costume, what would we change? Mm. And he's, you know, he gives examples like what color, weapon, style, etc. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Great question. Thank you. Um, I would like to kind of go back to yellow for a while mm-hmm. because right now, obviously, as everybody knows, he's been that classic. He's been in that classic red costume for so long. He's in, and then he's jumped out of it a few times and then keeps going back to it. Mm-hmm. And then most recently we got the the black costume that had some red in it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to kind of go back to the yellow version, but changed up a little bit. Yeah. So I would do more black and less yellow. Yeah. But instead of it being black and red, it would be black and yellow. And I would like it to be a little armorish, mm-hmm. where um, doesn't I don't want to have too many things going on, mm. but I would like it to seem more like less like spandex and more like um, armor. And I think it works for yellow and black doesn't work so much for red because red is the reason why it's so classic is because he's one solid color mm-hmm. all the way down. And that works. That spandex look, that's awesome. But if you're going to mix it up and you're going to have it black and yellow and everything, let's throw some armor on there, you know, where you can see at the seams that it's like not just sewn together, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how, I don't know the proper terminology for, <laughs> for armor and everything, but a little more armorish, a few compartments, you know, they'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Oh, 
Um, I would, I'd go all out and have different outfits for okay. different missions. Oh, it's kind of like a uh, Batman from uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, how he had like three different, you know, like he had the cold one, and uh-huh. that's that's good. Yeah, I would have. Uh, yeah, I'd have. I mean, he's is kind of like the the patrol outfit would be the red one, mm-hmm. uh, the black one would be the undercover, the stealth mode, the stealth mode, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and the yellow one would be when he's working, you know, being more visible to the people on the street when he's like doing the, the happy. Oh, that's that's neat. Now, would it be he changes into each outfit, or he has one outfit that's able to transform? Changes into the outfit. I like the idea okay. of having a uh, like a a rack of different outfits. And wouldn't it be great if there, if there was a scene where in the comic where he's looking and has his finger is going across the clothes and saying, "No, no, 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 <laughs> yes, this one right here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little yeah. little uh, braille logos <laughs> above that he's feeling. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, great. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the question. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's jump in, Jamie. Oh, if you're do, ready. Oh, um, it's been a while since we've done one. I got a gift for you. Oh, Jamie, but you're like up two gifts to mine. That's all right. Oh my goodness. I got you. Hey, hey a sippy cup. <laughs> a sippy cup. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, dude, this is great. Thank yeah, you. I, I got, got one as well, but I, I thought. Uh, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. It's going to be tough for me to keep this away from my wife. She mm-hmm. loves these type of glasses. Yeah, isn't it cool? It's so I cool. I saw it and I thought, oh, this is awesome. I panicked because you got me that, that really cool one that I use. all the, That's what basically all day at work. I, uh-huh. I drink from that thing, that nice 32-ouncer. That's great. Um, <clears throat> and I had a, a moment of fear where I was like, what if I lose this? So I'd, so now you got a backup. So I was like, <laughs> I've got to find how easy it is to get one of these. And then I saw these while I was looking and I was like, oh, there you go. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jamie. Mm. I appreciate it. And this will get very, very, very much use. Yeah, very much used. Yes, very much used. <laughs> it's good for uh, cold beverages, waters, iced yeah. coffees. Oh, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the crud out of this yeah. thing. You don't drink coffee, though, do you? No, but I like iced tea. Okay. And I can see this right now. I'm imagining some ice cubes in there and mm-hmm. some nice cold iced tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, of course. Awesome. All right. Um, we mentioned that he has a little guest appearance in The Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that it's for the completists. Yeah. That we'll be mentioning this. So we'll just go over this quickly. It is Incredible Hulk e- number 293. Yeah. And, and like a 15 second sum up of this issue is the Hulk, when he had one of his previous, you know, raid, rage mm-hmm. outs. Yeah, he's we'll smart it, at the uh, moment. Yeah, we'll call um, it uh, the rage out. Yeah. He went and just. Dist- while defending himself against probably the army, he destroyed a town. Yeah. And then there's this guy from the town who tries to assassinate the Hulk because he, he doesn't know what to do. His life's falling apart because his town has been destroyed. Yeah, and his family's left it, him. Everything's it's, gone. It's, it's bad. And at the very end, the Hulk ends up not pressing charges and and uh, because he feels bad about mm-hmm. what happened to this guy. And then he actually, as Hulk rebuilds the town yeah. for him. So there's this nice little moment at the end where he goes and shows up. He's like, but my but my town was destroyed, you know, looking all disheveled and everything. And mm-hmm. then he sees the town being rebuilt from the Hulk. And yeah. it's, it's a cool little moment. It is. And Daredevil's appearance in it is he's obviously lawyering in here as Matt Murdock. Yeah. And uh, he helps get the guy off because yeah. um, uh, Bruce Banner Hulk doesn't want to press charges. Um, this is Bill Mantlo is the, the writer, Sal Buscema uh, and Jerry Talok. On art, um, it's a fun little story. It actually was really cool. Um, there's a great moment at the beginning where it's Bruce Banner walking through the airport, and the guy pulls out the gun to shoot him, and it, it goes through 
the stages, how quickly he turns into the Hulk. The guy yeah. fires the gun and he basically turns into the Hulk, stops the bullet, grabs the gun. But he's it's 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 about he's smart at the moment as the Hulk, but it's him talking about like how people often give him the benefit of the doubt because they see the Hulk as a different person, whereas he sees them as the same person and it's about how culpable he is, how much to blame for what the Hulk did, Bruce Banner is, well, he's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, has a little Fantastic Four appearance, sort of things in there, but it's kind of like a, a dream sequence where uh, he goes, uh, he, the, the thing is actually the only member of the Fantastic Four he actually sees in flesh. Um, he goes and sees him and the thing says, oh, you're staying in our swanky manor snacks. What is it called? Baxter Building? Stand in the Baxter Building. Um, uh, Reed said you can do whatever you want, touch all the technology you want. Um, and they're tracing an energy source um, and he has a nightmare while he's there and dreams that he kills the Fantastic Four. And that's when he kind of realizes that he wants to help this guy rather than have this guy, mm-hmm. you know, pay for for something, for a, re- a reaction for something that he did as the Hulk. So who's the best lawyer in town? Who's the best lawyer? Yeah, as, as, uh, as um, Bruce Banner's leaving after talking to the guy who tells him the story, the uh, desk sergeant says to him, uh, you need to get a good lawyer because we're going to press, the, the state's going to press charges. We're going to mm-hmm. prosecute this guy for an attempted murder. Um, so you can't really do anything. You can't drop the charges. It's going to go to court no matter what. Uh, so find a good lawyer. And, and of course, Bruce knows a good lawyer. Uh, they've met a couple of times now. Yeah. Um, and we have, like I said, four panels, but uh, one of them is pretty much Matt lawyering all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's him basically stating the case. And it almost about- seems like Matt Murdock does more lawyering outside of the self-titled series. It mm-hmm. seems like a lot of his guest appearances are him as Matt Murdock yeah. lawyering, either mm-hmm. for Fantastic Four, the whole thing. Yeah, I think a lot of the writers on the regular book struggle to find a way of fitting it in. It comes much later where he is, uh, there's more courtroom appearances, but that's more um, because of what happens with his uh, identity becoming public knowledge or being passed around by different people. But at this stage, the, uh, most of it is foggy. Yeah. Saying, damn it, where's Matt? I need him <laughs> <laughs> when, when they're in the courtroom. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he gets the guy. I, I don't know if it's uh, oh they, they do they get all the charges dropped he does his, he yeah. does some good lawyering he so, does yeah yeah the guy gets the dro- uh, the charges dropped and that's when he goes and sees the new village being built and the Hulk says uh, you know I wanted to do something for you and help you and uh, say thank you because you know it's I, I want you to not have to suffer because of something I did mm-hmm. um, so it's a cute little story and Bill Mantlo is at this stage he's writing some really good Hulk stuff because it's a yeah. lot about like why why Hulk rather than who Hulk? Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up is Marvel Fanfare. What was the number of Marvel Fanfare? Fifteen. Fifteen. Marvel Fanfare fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I've got it down here. This is a. Uh, it's uh, half the story belongs to Daredevil, and we actually it's kind of fun because we go back and uh, we see some of Daredevil's past, and and I mm-hmm. believe it's like high school age, really. Yeah, and I think uh, it's even before then. It's it, like there were. Not, I, I don't know how you you what you name the school ages here, but the girl is pretty young that he is with, and it seems like they're almost oh yeah the, yeah th- there's a couple of there's a couple of moments yeah yeah uh, throughout his ch- his childhood and and, mm-hmm. it, and we get introduced to a new character. Um, sorry, Jamie is uh, he dropped the the we're we're reading off of floppies here yeah. because unfortunately this issue of Marvel fanfare is on it is on but only half of it yeah only on. half of it it's on so Marvel if you want to read the thing story which yeah. is, is some, it's a great little story yeah. about 
Uh, jo- I was going to say Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny, not Johnny. Oh, Bar- uh, playing a prank. Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah, kind of playing a prank. Playing on a prank thing. on the thing, and it's yeah. a Barry Windsor Smith art. It's really beautiful art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the girl is called Crimson Ash. That, that's mm-hmm. the only name they give her, right? Yeah, her name's it's like Cr- a Her name's Crimson. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it it sort of starts out, and, and oh, we also get to see Ben Yurik in this one, right? I thought it was just some guy. Oh yeah, it's not Ben Yurik. It's just a. It's just a. It's yeah, a it's another new character. It's it's a uh, like yeah. a police. It's like a police detective. Chief Dutton is the character's okay. name. Yeah, Chief Dutton, yeah. and and Daredevil shows up and asks uh, Chief Dutton for uh, information mm-hmm. um, on Crimson, uh, who is believed to be dead. Yeah, she has gone missing. Uh, we when we get the backstory, we're going to this, but she's gone missing. But there's a series of. Um, it's a heat wave. And there is a series of arson attacks while this is going on. And Matt is asking Chief Dutton if he can find anything out about uh, someone who kind of fell into the the um, uh, orphanage system. The, the This girl called uh, Crimson, uh, Crimson Ash, who he knew as a child. Um, and she was kind of like a prankster. She had often, you know, caused trouble. And um, Matt knew her when they were very young. Mm-hmm. And she, one of the things that she did was she pulled a fire alarm um, as a as a joke. And then while that was going yeah. on, it delayed the actual the fire brigade to an actual fire where it was an apartment building that she lived in, and her mom died in the mm-hmm. fire. It is quite a tragedy, and it th- is. the fact that they give her this much of a backstory, mm-hmm. it's uh, for well, I don't I don't want to give it away yet, but. Okay, let's just let's just keep yeah. going. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. So the the fire kills the the mother, and uh, she ends up going to Brock Orphanage, uh, where she's miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, she and starts another fire. Yeah. She. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. It becomes. She. She becomes a pyromaniac at this mm-hmm. stage and starts a fire and escapes. It. But when she escapes, no one really knows. All, all record of her is lost. All. Um, there's. Mm-hmm. There's no. It's believed that she burnt up in the fire. Yeah. They didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't find any evidence or trace of a body, but she was the only person that they, they said didn't get out of the fire. Um, and then uh, Chief Dutton has to run off. Um, so Matt does a slow change uh, over five or six panels while he's thinking that about... That is extremely slow. Yeah, real slow. He gets changed, um, swings and, out. And, and Crimson was not very nice to Matt when they were growing up. She was like a, a she little was a, smart mouth. Yeah kid that was always causing trouble. She was one of the kids that was on the side of calling him, mm-hmm. you know, Daredevil or, or telling him to call him a bookworm and all that kind of stuff. If so. you notice, like the the few times that we've run into somebody from Matt's past, mm-hmm. Matt, even though he was treated poorly by pretty much all of them, he still tries to help them all. In fact, later later mm-hmm. in this podcast, we're going to talk about another character from his past mm-hmm. in the self-titled series that we're going to go over an issue where he meets a character who was, of course, also treating him terribly, yeah, just just does, like she did. doesn't have any friends from this, this yeah. era, which is weird, but he has a lot of people from that time that, that remember him or he remembers. And um, yeah, so these fires, are, 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 there's a series of uh, arson attacks going on. And um, while the fire brigade are fighting that, Matt finds Crimson watching mm-hmm. and um, he wants to talk to her but he's he, as Daredevil so she runs she's frightened she throws a kind of torch thing at him and uh, they fight a little bit kind of struggle mm-hmm. as he kind of says look I just I just want to talk to you I just want to we, we've got to work this out you know I, I um, there's people that will help you you need help and while this is going on they hear a child up in one of the buildings that's on fire um, that's calling for help, and they and Daredevil races up to help the mm-hmm. child, 
Um, he breaks into the building, finds the child unconscious. But then, unfortunately, he gets trapped. He when gets the bu- classic. Yeah, the building starts to collapse on him. Yeah. So then Crimson comes in to save the day and helps Matt get the girl out of the building. Yeah. But in doing so, when he uh, when he gets the girl out, she stays behind, yeah. and the building ends up crashing down on her, and Daredevil presumes that she is dead, and he's devastated by this because, A, obviously, you know, he doesn't want anyone to die, but mm-hmm. B, more specifically, she had a troubled past, and she's, I guess you could say, in a way, reformed mm-hmm. in the sense that she comes back to help that kid. Yeah, it's so, a little redemptive arc yeah. over a, a few pages, and... Um, it's uh, it's uh, Roger McKenzie is the uh, the plot and scripter and Jack Sparlin doing pencils, but it's it's a it's a fun little story for what it is, you know, mm-hmm. ten pages, um, a quick one and done. And, and, and earlier, what I was saying about um, I was surprised that they gave her, like Jamie said, it's like over about ten pages, and I was surprised that they gave her such a big backstory mm-hmm. and just killed her off. Yeah, you know, yeah. it would have been kind of cool if if she stuck around. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that's someone that people have talked about bringing back well because at this point how many female villains do we have in daredevil's rogues gallery uh, this it, it, you mean not from issue 200 but you mean right uh, now uh, no 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 i meant to up to issue 200 um it's just a lecture isn't it I, yeah, I can't think of any other females yeah there, i mean there was some issues where he went on the boat and there was that tall magician lady and and there were some people yeah, that bitsy's revenge mm-hmm. uh, issue yeah they've got like a wonder but an actual villain who has stuck around there hasn't been any any females and this would and this would have been a good chance to have somebody actually uh mm-hmm. you know yeah. stuck around as, as a villain yeah because it almost kind of looks like she has powers a little bit. Yeah, she kind of, it looks, uh, she talks a lot about how the the only friend that she has is the fire. And mm-hmm. that she, when she goes in to um, rescue, help rescue the child and actually rescue Daredevil, she talks as though, you know, she's very comfortable moving through this this fire that's going on, this huge inferno that's, that's burning around them. And she's just like happy moving around it and says, mm-hmm. you know, let's go this way. I know this way. Oh, that way's blocked. Well, we should go this way. And. Daredevil's kind of struggling to to find his way because of the smoke and the, his mm-hmm. senses are being kind of overwhelmed by everything. So, um, yeah. All right, so that's that for Marvel Fanfare that 15. Is. Definitely there check a, it out. There's a great ad in the back um, for the uh, the Dave Cockrum Futurians, Futurians story, which I kind of vaguely met, remember. And when I got to that page, it got me all excited. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I should try and find a copy of it. It's, it's always cool. When that's it, the trap of comics. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's always cool when an ad pops up for yeah. something that, that, that you either remember or remember saying. And Yeah. You know. All right, everybody. So we're going to jump into Daredevil issue 201. We're going to go over 201 through 205 today. We are, yes. And uh, very, very excited that uh, I think four of these five issues, mm-hmm. um, we get to see William Johnson on the pencils. We do, yeah. Which we get is, another John Byrne cover as well. Yeah, which is super great because if you, if you, if you listen to our last two podcasts, no, sorry, if you listen to our last podcast, um, we, we were introduced to William Johnson, who yeah. ended up working on eight issues in total. And both me and Jamie really liked his work. And, uh, it, you know, it's very unfortunate that uh, I guess he wasn't able to meet his deadlines. So that they ended up taking him off the book. Yeah, There's really so little information about him yeah. online. And I only found that out from I was doing some I was looking him up. And you could. There were a couple of interviews where they interviewed the editor at the time, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was um, uh, Bob uh, Bob um, Bud- yeah. Budiansky. Yeah, Budiansky. Um, and uh, he was talking about how uh, you know 
he 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 was a very nice guy, but couldn't meet his deadlines. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I actually looked up. There was the page. Remember, we were talking about the silhouette fight. I page. saw that. that yeah, that was for sale. I know. I, I wonder how much it went for because it doesn't say what it, it went say. for. Whatever yeah, it, it's it was, a it's someone. a great page that. Um, my, and the reason why it probably sold is Mike McNola. It was uh, supposedly that issue was the first time he did any work in comic books and it yeah. was him inking it like that was his first I got I'm not sure if that's true or not but no, I, I remember he had done something before that okay but I guess that's uh, that's what's considered his first one but that, I, I for some reason I had it in my head that he had done a few other yeah pieces of work for, for Marvel but yeah it was a great page I saw mm-hmm. that Jamie that it had sold recently so yeah. anyway so um, th- this w- one thing that I like, and if, if you remember in issue 200, we had the big battle with, with Bullseye and mm-hmm. Daredevil and Daredevil. Um, he refound himself, yeah, the, the hero in himself. He, he did, but he got the crud beat out of him, um, up until that point, And he was, and he was dealing with a head injury, um, from a guy that he had put away who got out, who threw a, threw a stick of dynamite. Yeah, one of the Def Squad police officers. Yeah, and he and he knocked it out of the way, but he had this concussion um, and uh, had some head trauma. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's also got it, he's busted up from his fight with with uh, Bullseye. What's and so Darkwind as well? Mm-hmm. And, and Darkwind, the earthquake. Yeah, it, the, yeah, the the debris falling on top mm-hmm. of him. A couple samurais at the very end finally were able to get some hits on him. Yeah. But I just like that. That is past. Mm-hmm. We're on to two hundred one. The starting a new storyline, and he's still injured. Yeah. I love when I see that because so many times those injuries just quickly get forgotten, even when it's the same writer, yeah, and the same artist. But he's injured, yeah. and it's uh, happened before. And, and you remember when he went in the bear trap for Electra, and then the, for the I think it was just the issue after that he was in crotches. With, uh-huh. Yeah, it's nice that he and and when, when he fought Hulk. The very, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, the very next issue, he was in the hospital. I just I like that because these comic books come out um, one issue a month, right? Yeah. And I mean, for a long time, it was every two months for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But it's great because when you're a fan and you're reading it, and you you get it right when it shows up on the newsstand or at the drugstore, wherever they bought them back in the day, and then they go up and they get that issue and they read it, they now have to wait a whole month for the next issue like we do today. Yeah. But with apps like Marvel Unlimited, me and, J- me and Jamie, we're able to read these things back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. But imagine if we were only reading one issue a month. It's nice when things like this happen because if if I just read issue 200 and then I picked up 201 and, and I see it's called DD's Out of Action mm-hmm. and he's wearing a sling around his, his arm, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last month he got beat up by Bullseye and he's still hurting. It's been mm-hmm. a month, yeah. but I mean those injuries are going to last a long time. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just from like kind of a fanboy perspective, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's nice. It, it really uh, helps. It makes you feel like you're in. It's not piecemeal parts of this character's life. You're actually mm-hmm. in this person's journey the yeah. whole way through. You know, and it's great because um, uh, Dare this happens to Daredevil a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue to happen to Daredevil because, you know, from stuff that, you know, from the 90s and then the 2000s where he is injured for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. And it, it's great. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so 201. The uh, day the devil didn't dare. The day the devil didn't dare. Danny O'Neill, William Johnson, Danny Bulliana, Bulanardi. I got you a little thing where I couldn't say his name. Bulanardi. Bulanardi. Uh, yeah. Joe Rosen, Larian, and uh, Shield. I don't know who the Shield is. See Shield. Is the colorist uh, Charles Shield? Is that uh, what it says? I'm not sure. You, you got the magic computer box. 
I also have a Christie shoe. Christie I also shoe. have really bad eyesight. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so this issue opens up, and like like I, I spent the last ten minutes talking about, <laughs> uh, Daredevil is injured, and he sees his buddy Foggy across the street. Foggy's walking towards him. Yeah. Um, he can probably even even if he didn't have his hyper senses, he could sense the mustache that Foggy's now rocking, <laughs> yes. which um, he has been rocking now for at least six months of comic book of uh, comic release time. No, it's it's when he arrived back. He in the cab and issued. Oh, you're said, right. Do you know, anything about me? Well, I kind of gave it away because the mustache is going to stick around for a while. Sorry, the, sorry, the everybody. Is a, That's right. It, yeah. it first shows up in 200. Mm-hmm. So get, um, yeah. Matt is uh, meeting Foggy, and he senses a few things. He senses this, he hears the sound of a rifle being cogged. He smells gun oil um, from an alleyway, and shouts out, "Foggy, get down!" And this is this is interesting though, Jamie, because mm-hmm. remember Matt likes to help people, mm-hmm. but he also likes to keep his identity a secret. So there's been many times where he steps away, lets people potentially get injured yeah. so he could change into his costume. Except so, for where, where Foggy gaslights the hell out of Foggy, because yeah. Foggy will often say, how did you know that was yeah. there? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking and, about. And this, I, well, I and, didn't do and that. This hap- and this happens yeah. right now. So so Matt Murdock, he goes and he warns Foggy. He says, Foggy, get down. Foggy gets down. A gun fires. Mm-hmm. It misses him. Dared, uh, Mrs. Foggy. So Matt runs around the corner. And this is great. This is him trying to do the quick change. Yeah. But <laughs> but, but the, yeah, this is great. You're right. He's trying to do a quick change, but he can't because he's injured. Ah, and it's hurting him to yeah. take and his jacket off. he's got a cast on his arm so he can't yeah. get the jacket off <laughs> over the cast. And then he realizes that he's running through um, uh, cement. There's some wet cement uh, in an alleyway that he's chasing the guy mm-hmm. down. So he gets stuck in the cement. Yeah. And in the end, he basically uh, just gives up. He's just he, yeah, like, I can't do I, it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And how, how awesome is that? How yeah. That never happens. Um, so then uh, this guy runs up to try to help him, and he sees that he's blind, and Matt just kind of shrugs him off, like, leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. And then that's when we, we go into um, Foggy, uh, into Nelson and Murdoch's yeah, office. Yeah, we jump forward a little bit. Yeah, and, and uh, Foggy's saying, are you okay? Is, you know, is everything going all right? And then he tells... He tells Matt a story. Well, first off, he says to Matt, he goes, you know, for, for a second there, I thought you were yelling at me yeah. across Wasn't the street. But was it you? But it couldn't have been you because you're blind. Yeah. Another typical moment. And thankfully, if we had if we had a thought bubble for Matt here, it would be like, oh, thank goodness, my secret is safe. <laughs> uh, but he but he's actually mad right now because mm-hmm. he doesn't like being this, you know. Close to being out. Uh, exactly. So yeah. anyway, so Foggy tells Matt about this case that he was working on while Matt was in Japan. Yeah. And and what happened? The, ha- the Binion ha- brothers. Right. And he ends up, whoever his client was, um, ends up making it so the Binion brothers go out of business. Mm-hmm. And Foggy is afraid for his life because that he believes this assassination attempt that just happened was from the Binion brothers because um, they ended up losing their business and going out of business. Mm-hmm. So Matt decides, you know what? I'm going to try to help Foggy. And thankfully, some time passes and we don't have to see him change into his Daredevil outfit. <laughs> uh, because the next time we, we cut to the next scene, it is Daredevil dressed as Daredevil. But he still has a cast over the outside of his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So explain that to me. No, he's pretty, maybe he cut one of the suits. And <laughs> okay, cut the suit. Like he, you know, but he's got the gloves as well, so he took the time to cut the fingers. To off cut of the, the fingers to put, to put in there, but uh, um, and, and Foggy also mentions, you know, he wants to uh, he wants to look into this a little more because the Binion brothers are a uh, ex Green Berets, and mm-hmm. he's worried. Um, and Foggy mentions that he's busy because he has to go to a um, 
a charity ball, Mayor's charity ball that his wife bought tickets oh for. Oh, my goodness. More of the Debbie. Oh, you just wait. We're going to get some serious Debbie action coming yeah. in the next couple issues. Oh, it's so sad. What they... so, so Matt ends up going to his client, to Foggy's client's mm-hmm. house because he's not answering the phone. Yeah. And the idea is he wants to make sure everything's okay because we believe the Binion brothers are out for blood. Yeah. So he goes and unfortunately, you know, he does his detective work and sees mm-hmm. broken glass, a bullet hole going through a dog barking. He goes inside and yes, it looks like um, uh, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, he, Foggy's, uh, the person that he was defending, was murdered. Yeah. He smashes a window um, and he makes a point of mentioning that he thinks it's okay this time, mm-hmm. even though in the past he's just smashed every window right. down. <laughs> I'm a, sure he smashed it carefully, though, because he's injured. Yeah, he wants to make sure. So, he uses the cast to, right. to smash it. Um, he, he does a little more working out. Uh, he goes back and to I, his... I like this because it, it's a nice little moment with him and uh, and Black Widow. Yeah. Although li- Black Widow has, has acquired a um, an accent, a really thick... Russian accent? Yeah, in this one. Um, yeah. It's not quite, you know, it, it, it's not... She's not phonetically speaking, but her English is very broken mm-hmm. in this in this exchange. There's a lot of like, uh, um, where is it? I think there's one line. Uh, there was one bit that stood out. Anyway, you can you can go. Uh, so oh, here I go. Here I go. She goes. I go. I shall return tomorrow night. Until then, you will not leave this house. <laughs> yeah. But I go is very. I uh, go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's a great moment because we get to see Matt truly truly frustrated yeah and and i like it yeah he's pu- like he's punching that one of those punching, punching bags the speed ball the speed ball but he yeah. but he's he's punching it like like he's going to destroy it because yeah. he's so frustrated he says and i can't do anything i can't and, do anything and Natasha says well you know you have friends i can help yeah. you and this is nice because this is also another motif in in daredevil's life which we start to see more and more of now which is that he does have friends we forget that you know up until now, his friends have been Natasha. His friends have been on the superhero side. Mm-hmm. He's always distanced himself, but he, do, he does have these group of friends like uh, Black Panther and, mm-hmm. and Black Widow. And um, we start to see more and more of him, friends stepping in to help him, like you said, when he gets it, as he gets more and more injured. There's, right. there's, there's times where people completely step in and, mm-hmm. and become daredevil for him. Except so. for that punk Spider-Man. Spider-Man holds out for a little while, but once they uh, once they learn who each other is, they become really good friends. Right. But for a while, they are kind of punkish towards each other. They are. Yeah. So Black Widow uh, decides to go do some investigative reporting yeah. herself, and she's trying to find out where these Binion people are. And so she goes to this... this uh, Freddy the Nerd. Freddy the Nerd. Yeah. And does a little sweet talk, and it says, yeah. oh, Freddy, you're so cute. Freddy's you know, a computer can, hacker that yeah. lives with his mom. He's yeah. up in the... Uh, he's upstairs. He's not in the basement. He's yeah. upstairs. So he's not one of the... He's not a troll obviously yeah. because <laughs> so long story short black widow gets the information that she needs the binion yeah. the binion brothers are at a poker game mm-hmm. and uh she gives uh freddie a little kiss on the cheek and, and he's like oh man i wish i could take a picture of this people aren't going to believe it that black widow's kissing me on the cheek and then his mom yells at him like who are you talking to up there stop talking to yourself yeah and he goes <laughs> okay mom yeah leave me alone um we, we we cut to the uh poker game that's going on there's a bunch of guys with various pieces is a facial they've all got facial <laughs> hair of some kind um and uh black widow comes in and uh basically the two bunyan brothers get up and run and bu- say we'll give bunion, you is it binion bun- sorry binion yeah <laughs> they get up and run the binion bunions <laughs> yeah and uh, they basically say we'll give you a hundred apiece if you can slow her down and the, the guys that stay behind try to slow her down and black widow basically just yeah takes them all out yeah we quickly. get a, a few uh we get some karate chops. Mm-hmm. We get some, you know, 
you know, kicking the legs out. We get mm-hmm. kicks to the head and just uh, some great William Johnson art. Some great William Johnson art. There's a great sequence here as well. She she jumps down, uh, tackles the two binions to the ground, um, basically ties them up, and then hails a cab. Oh, and says this. to the cab driver, um, here's a hundred dollars if you can just drive around with these two guys. Yeah. There'll Keep, be another hundred if you don't yeah. don't kind of focus on what's going on. Right. It's like you mean the fact that you've just thrown two guys tied up. Sure. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> so um she now goes out to go find somebody who is believed to be their partner. Yeah, it's something it's a business deal that got closed down, which is a fish fish not a factory, I don't know what you'd call it, a fish. I don't know, fish store. Farm, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a, a place where they're, uh, fish are coming in and they're, they're uh, putting them on ice and then sending them out to shops. But we're, they're using it to uh, bring, uh, what is it? Is it cocaine or heroin? I can't remember. I don't think they... Uh, they don't mention it, do they? But, but, they're, bringing but, they, it, but basically, they're uh, stuffing fish with the drugs. And what, what's, what's so yeah. great about that is that the drug or the, the, the smell of the rotting fish will cover the scent of the drug. Yeah, it's a genius plan. Genius for all you drug dealers out there. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's quite a few of our listeners are. <laughs> no. um, so we have another. We have a nice sequence. Another uh, William Johnson sequence of him of Black Widow taking out these guys by throwing fish in their face. Yeah, and uh, and I re- Danny O'Neill is is what I like about him as a writer mm-hmm. is um, sometimes he just. He knows when to step back. He knows when to step mm-hmm. back and did not over flood the panels with dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's great is it works with William Johnson's art because he is so good at drawing dynamic action. Mm-hmm. And you don't want all that action being covered up with word bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. It's become really sparse. The, the writing in this is mm-hmm. really, really bare. Um, the main guy that, that uh, Black Widow is after uh, gets away while she's taking care of these. Other, what is this guy's name? Can I... Um, Harold, no, it is. Um, let's see if I can find it. Uh, let me see. Just as his partner. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get his name at some point. We, he doesn't yeah. mention it first. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Closet. Mr. Closet is his name. Mr. Closet. Yeah, Benedict Closet. Um, and he's he kind of sneaks off, so she goes looking for him, and he throws a fishing net over her. She gets kind of tangled up in that and then he knocks her into the water and she actually sticks her fingers into his mouth yeah to pull him in with yeah it's kind of cool he he says like uh, i've got a gaff which is uh, the the hook fishing hook thing Mm -hmm. i got a gaff so if you cause any trouble um i will i'll basically gut you yeah like a fish yeah you're caught in this uh, web i'm gonna throw you in the river and good luck and then uh, she grabs him she reaches through grabs him with by his lower jaw uh, in his mouth, and he go as she falls in, he pulls in too. He thinks he's getting away because she's in the net and she's going to be caught down. But she managed to get the gaff off of him when they fell, so she can cut herself free. She gets up and takes him out pretty, pretty nicely. Yeah, nice little uh, in the back. Yeah, like, yeah that looks uh, painful. Uh, uh, right and then the she back. goes back to the cab and uh, <laughs> throws so here's, another body. Here's a hundred dollar yeah. bills. Here's another guy. Um, and what's and, and this is what's funny is an hour passes. So this so this uh, you know mm-hmm. this this cabbie's been with them for a long time. Yeah. So an hour passes and Black Widow makes them go change into their beret outfits. Yeah. So she gets them dressed up in their green beret outfits. The three of them because mm-hmm. they're all part of the same yeah. outfit uh, group. And um, 
And then this is uh, this is where Daredevil comes back into the story. So she takes the three of them up on top of the roof. Yeah. And and what we're going to do now is uh, Daredevil with his cast and everything kind of takes control. He's waiting on the roof. Yeah. And they're wondering what the heck's going on up here. And Daredevil is going to use his human lie detector. Mm-hmm. He's going to listen to their heartbeats to see who is the person that attempted to kill Foggy. And so they all. So he asks. He goes. Um, uh, first question. He goes. Did you try to kill? Franklin Nelson. And then we have a shot of individual panels of each person Mm -hmm. and they all say no. And we can see on their heartbeats that their heartbeats are steady. But the two brothers' heartbeats are kind of more erratic. They're erratic because they're scared. Yeah. Um, And the other guy, the um, uh, closet is completely calm. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's, uh, he's not lying. Uh, the other two, um, Daredevil can't get a good reading on. Right. So then Daredevil's next question, he says, okay, then he goes, did you mur- murder Harold uh, Carstairs, mm-hmm. who is the guy that was... The corpse uh, in the chair. The corpse in the chair that Foggy was defending. They both say no. Oh, they, all three of them say no, and their hearts are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So at this point, Daredevil gets frustrated, and he's mad, and he yeah. unties him and lets he him says, go. let him go. He's like, I can't prove anything. And then I'm, he kind of runs through, you know, he says, like, all my senses are all messed up. I've got all of these incredible senses, and, you know, I feel cursed because I can't do anything. I'm kind of trapped. You know, I have this uh, incredible... And he goes through his senses, and then when he gets the smell, he suddenly realizes what a buffoon he's been. Um, and he says, you know, I just realized I know who the killer is. Uh, he runs out, and we cut to one of the um, the uh, Binion. Binion, thank Binion you. Binion brothers. One of the with, Binion brothers with the gun up on the roof, yeah. um, trying to assassinate um, Foggy again. Yeah, and uh, this time Black Widow is there, and she breaks up, which is so awesome. It's mm. Black Widow that does it, yeah. not Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Because Daredevil's injured, I love that. Yeah, and so she goes up there and explains that the reason why we knew it was you and we've been following you is because of the cement that you had stepped in. Yeah, and we, you you have new boots. You on. have new boots on, so yeah. we know that your your boots would have had the cement because of that wet cement mm-hmm. back when Daredevil was chasing him at the beginning of the comic. Yeah. So we have a little moment at the end where Matt's feeling good about himself. He's like, you know what, I did it again. Like I, I I'm I'm starting to get back, you yeah. know, to to my old self. And yeah. so that one wraps that one up. I I and um. Man, I'm getting sad that we're gonna we're running out of William Johnson books I to talk know, about, bro. It's such a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we are gonna go to two o two. Yes, two o two, which we, is a wild. It's we've. This is an interesting one. <laughs> well, we get introduced to a new character. We do. Yeah, his name is um, Micah. Is it pronounced Micah? I think it is. Yeah, his name is Micah, and what it is is uh, he is part of an, in, I guess, an indigenous people. Because he's well, he's he, well, he's from England. He's from England, and, and it's a he, group of, of people that, that went, went to into, into Africa. Deepest dark. They went it's to, really weird. They went story. to so these Europeans from England go mm-hmm. to I think it's Eastern Africa, mm-hmm. and they settle there. And the idea is is that uh, Europe is going to continue to come and help them and bring them s- supplies. They were going to set up a trading post. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, because of the American Revolution. England then got involved with the U.S. and kind of forgot about these guys that went to Africa. So yeah. since they forgot about them, they've yeah, been... This on, is true, and just before the Civil... The, uh, the, 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 the American War Revolution. Of yeah. Um, and so they were left there by themselves, and then their children, you know, they had kids, their children had kids, and then they are very animalistic type people. They go re- it's, it's such a, you know, it's... They don't speak any English. It's uh, they speak really broken weird, English because they yeah. learn it. But yeah, the idea is, is that they're an indigenous people. Yeah, they're now they're now like considered a savage race that were lost mm-hmm. in time, which is so weird because it's over the course of 
200 years or whatever. And no, it's a little bit like oh. it, it is, but at the it's it is kind of a funky all around. But at the same time, you know, like if they didn't have if they didn't bring anything with them and they had to live off the land, you know, each generation would become more animalistic because they're living off hunting and, and gathering and. But you they'd know, still be passing down knowledge. It's not like they were completely cut off. They had... Potentially. A, yeah, and also it implies that Africa is like this savage land that no one no one in Africa had any kind of advancement at this stage. That they, you know, It's, it's a little uh, colonial, uh, to say the least, and it's a little uh, clunky uh, to be nice. Uh, but Micah, Micah Sin is the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice story, but it starts with uh, Daredevil rubbing his arm because he's now better. And time has passed, yeah. and he is much better. He's healthy. He can jump around. He can swing. We get some great so panels of mm-hmm. him, of him swinging around, yeah. thinking about how good it is to be back in action. And, and I love it. And, and then he ends up going to Frank. Okay, this is another. This oh is my another goodness! Set up for Debbie. Being uh, Debbie is just she's terrible. So mm-hmm. Matt goes to his office, and what is happening? Debbie is making uh, 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 Franklin Nelson uh, foggy. Mm-hmm. Take off Matt's name off the door. Make it Actually, smaller. Make it smaller. Mm-hmm. Or or either make it smaller or make his name bigger because yeah. she believes that Foggy's name should be bigger than Matt's because she believes that he's doing the majority of the work. Yeah. And obviously, you know, for her it's all about status. Mm-hmm. She wants to be dating the head lawyer. Yes. You know, and she even says comments like Matt works for you and all, yeah, all this type says, of oh, stuff. This and they assistant. really, they really changed her. Yeah, and I like how Matt obviously hears all this stuff, but doesn't really say anything. He does. He's like, "What? Whatever." Yeah. Um, so he yeah. gets there, and um, he comes out, and they're kind of like, "Oh, I didn't know you were in your office because we just jumped in through the window." Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we're introduced to uh, Horatio Piper, yes, who's who is the professor that is basically the the liaison between this this uh, this white savage race that's come from it's such a. Uh, uh, it's this race of savages, mm-hmm. of, of Western savages that have the, come from. This guy. I is, guess there is an element that you could you could suggest that it's kind of making fun of the. It's like an inverse, but it's also that whole white savior thing. But it's an inverse of the, the traditional idea of like yeah, you know, it's these are the Westerners that are savage. But yeah, I, I'm again, I think I'm being kinder than the story uh, deserves. But um, this, uh, Professor Piper is the guy that's kind of bringing Micahson and his two wives, Martha and Sarah. But it's like. Mm-hmm. Martha and Sarah, but it's Mutha and Zura. Mm-hmm. Um, missing a whole bunch of letters and throw a few apostrophes in. So Matt and Foggy decide that you know they're going to defend him, and they agree to meet at a later. Oh date. no, it's, it's 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 helping them with the the legal documentation. Oh yeah, yeah. you're so, not defending. I said that incorrectly. Yeah, yeah you're people right. People want to tell their story, so he wants to make sure that they're not getting ripped off, basically. So. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they agree to meet at a later date, and then so while they're exiting the building, um, they 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 see that across the street. There is a food stand, mm-hmm. so they're like Jamie said. You know, they're they're savages, so they run across the street and just start eating the food. Yeah. So the shop owner comes out and is like, "Hey, you got to pay for that." And hey, then, <laughs> and then Mike is like, "He's like, forget about this, you know." And he and he starts beating the guy he up. He says, "Yeah, you're smaller and weaker. Yeah. I don't need to pay. I don't um, need to pay you." He doesn't he, in so many words. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so luckily, there's three cops that are there, and then they start and they start this fight, and then mm-hmm. Micah is just handing it to the cops. Well, he's getting hit too, but he's just so big he can take it. Yeah, and, they, and he gets pepper sprayed in the face, and yeah. you know, gets thrown around, and then 
uh, what happens is is uh, one of them clocks him. Uh, what yeah. do you call it with a uh, pistol whips him? Yeah, pistol whips him across the back of the head. Yeah, and uh, he ends up kind of. They're able to contain him at this point, so they throw him in the back of the squad mm-hmm. car, and uh, everyone is pointing at the savage as he's walking off, like the like the women are, and they're saying, "Oh my goodness, look how big he is and how cute mm-hmm. he is and everything." And and then so the lawyer calls, um, or the person, the, the professor that's representing them calls Matt Murdock yeah. and Foggy, and they're like, um, "Can you actually come down to the courthouse now? <laughs> We're not going to be able to wait until later this week because yeah. uh, I'm going to need your help here." And and then so through some you know some some smart talking they're able to get them to go free. Yeah, they they actually go to um, Judge Costes, which is was that the name of the guy? Harold Costes was the dead guy in the other one, in the previous issue, and this is Judge Costes, who I'm guessing is related somehow. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, Judge Costes releases the savages as long as they uh, remain in calm. Can't, well, in, in under the care of Professor Piper mm-hmm. and uh, the legal care of uh, mm-hmm. Murdoch, Nelson and Murdoch. So they're, um, so so they're outside yeah. and I, the cop comes over, one of the cops that comes over and says, look, I just wanted to say no hard feelings. I was there and um, it, I think it's the guy who pistol whipped him, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know what was going on. I just want to say sorry, but you're a tough guy, a hard guy to stop. And while this is going on, one of the wives sees a hot dog stand and... Um, crosses the street to go and get a hot dog wanting some food. food 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 and uh, she gets run over like and li- and, and man the the way this is drawn it's like, really brutal it, it is very brutal mm-hmm. her body is like a twisted wreck on the last that, that is one thing that william johnson's really good at is is he is good at drawing the body in different positions that yeah. you're not used to seeing yeah um, and what happens is that uh, Micah and the the uh, other wife, the other wife, just laugh. Yeah, they, they just laugh because they think it's, it's a funny. sign of weakness. Uh-huh. Um, and they get the, an ambulance comes, and uh, and Matt knows because he uh, Dare, Daredevils is kind of watching this because he went over to do yeah. it to change his clothes. He just wanted to follow to he, see he had what to was follow, going on. and he, and he notice, knows that she's going to die because. She, because he can tell that the, the, yeah. the heartbeat is fading fast. Yeah, so and we, she cut, d- we cut to the hospital and she yeah. does. She dies on the, they're trying to mm-hmm. save her in the uh, yeah. ER. And um, the cop takes him to one side and says, you know, it's okay. No one's around if you want to get emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get something for you. New York's finest. Coffee. I like this. New York's finest. Um, and the, when they're alone, Micah grabs the cop and holds him around the throat. And out then of the window, out of the window, breaks yeah. the window and, and and everything, and he goes, "You be sorry." Yeah, it's kind of confusing to me why all of a sudden he is mad at him. I think he's always been mad. I think it's like uh, you you hit me, and I have to get one over on you. I'm trying yeah. to be nice at the moment, but no one's around now, so I can actually mm. finish this off. So um, Daredevil swings down and kicks Micah in the face and brings the cop inside. He does what is crazy that in one in one movement, yeah. Daredevil swings down, grabs the cop that's being mm-hmm. held over the held outside the window, and double kicks um, Micah in the face mm-hmm. while holding on to the the ledge up above. Yeah, you imagine how hard that would be to do that all in one For movement. Daredevil, easy. Yeah, but he has the strength <laughs> of a normal human. Uh, that guy, uh, that cop, enough. that cop weighs just as much as he does. That's true. But he's got. A, it's not like yeah. he's holding him. He's holding him pretty tightly. I mean, he, and I think that the leverage 
brings him in. I think so, the momentum. So then we get another fight. We get a great Th- fight. This is the first fight between Micah and Daredevil, yeah. and, and they're yeah. going to be fighting a lot. Yeah. But this and is their Daredevil first. Daredevil realizes that he's a, he's a lot stronger. Yeah, he's sort of outmatched. But luckily, yeah. this fight, Daredevil's able to win because Micah ends up punching an electrical panel uh-huh. and ends up electrocuting him. And while electrocuted, Daredevil's able to na- uh, is able to knock him down. And yeah, he, he's and kind it, of stunned and Daredevil. This is great. I love that page of the. So no get, dialogue. He, yeah, there's no dialogue. He gets stunned by the box, and Daredevil does a kick to the stu- stomach. Uh huh. Kick to the knee. And then he the kicks knee, him in the knee, and, and then, then he in kicks the face. him in the face. I know <laughs> it is so. Now, now, who do you think is responsible for that? Do you think Danny O'Neill was like, okay, so I want this page to be four panels, and the first one, he gets zapped, and the second one, kick in the stomach, mm-hmm. third, third one, kick in the knee, fourth one, kick in the face, or do you think it was more like kind of the way the classic ones were written and, you know, kind of back in the day of Stanley where it's like, all right, on this page, this they is what happens. <laughs> they have a fight. You know, there's not going to be any dialogue. Yeah. Make it look awesome. Well, I, I think William Johnson is an excellent artist for fight scenes. And he, he, he yeah. really That's gives where he excels. Sense. Yeah, that, he, the sense of, uh, of weight and realism to, and I, I, we, we mentioned this before in, in the last episode where he really brings like this kind of graceful realism to Daredevil's fighting style. Um, and he, he worked on one of the, um, was it the uh, Hands of Kung Fu? Or one of, one of those books, like uh, a Kung Fu book at Marvel. He worked on something, one of, one of the... We should check that out. We should. Um, I saw a couple of the pages for sale when I was looking at that. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe I should get one of those. <laughs> no, um, you got to save that money for Daredevil, buddy. I do. <laughs> um, but also, Danny O'Neill was... Uh, I'd read that he was responsible in a big way for telling uh, Frank Miller when he was an editor on the book, he would tell Frank Miller that you have to make the fight more, you have to not make it more realistic, but just said, I want to ground it. I want Mm -hmm. it to be like a, I want it to seem like this is something that someone could do. The fighting needs to be more of a a real thing. And you have to remember too that the people that are reading this comic Mm -hmm. book uh, it's it's adults, but it's children too. Like yeah. everyone is reading this, children yeah. and adults, and and kids don't want to read long dialogue scenes. No, us we do. You know, we want we're more about the story. Yeah. But a little kid wants to see the action, mm-hmm. and that's why someone like William Johnson is perfect on this book because he was so great at drawing that action. Yeah. And after that page that me and Jamie just talked about, the very first panel on the next page is the finishing blow kick. Yeah. Which knocks them all the way down. Yeah. So it Man, took that. It took four uh, kicks. Four kicks. Four big big kicks and. He finally went down, and the dead ever even mentions, you know, that the cop says, thanks, I owe you, um, you handled it. And he says, you know, I don't know, I think I got lucky. If he hadn't punched that, that electrical junction box, I don't think, I, I think he would have had me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's and that's pretty much it. We, yeah, it, that is how it, it ends. It ends with them looking at each other, and they're like, you know, mm, they, they share a, a moment of, we're going to have problems later, you yeah, and me. Yeah, there's, there's something happening so, here. So at the end of this comic book, there's like a five, five or six-page story mm-hmm. um, that is written <clears throat> by Mike uh, Carlin. Mike Carlin, Luke, Luke McDonald, who does uh, the, went uh, on the to pencils. do the artwork on Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also inked it too. Mm-hmm. It's called A Life in the Day. And this is a fun little story. And basically, what it is, is it's a student, a troublemaking student. Dirk McGurk. Dirk McGurk. <laughs> love the name. Dirk McGurk. This is like, it's a not a show and tell day because it's uh, they're a little too old for that. But it's mm-hmm. more of a like, um, you have to. You have to stand in front of the class and you have to present a finding of something that you did type of deal. Yeah, it's like a little lecture. Yeah. The, 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 and uh, so Dirk is actually 
like he shows up late, comes crashing in the door, and you can tell he's just a sloppy little kid. But he and thinks he's Daredevil. He th- he thinks he's Daredevil. He even and, dresses as Daredevil. He yeah. has a, a red T-shirt yeah. or a red I don't sweater. Really, I don't really think he thinks he's Daredevil. I think this is just a plan for him to try to not get an F. Okay. Because the whole idea is, and even the teacher tells him, like, you know, you are, you know, you are gonna fail. You're a terrible kid. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And he goes, "No, I'm Daredevil, and I'm gonna prove it." And then he, he talks so terrible. I can't. But he even... comes in and says, "Oh, Dirk couldn't be here. I'm Daredevil." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good friend of his. Yeah. He's pretending to be yeah. him. And and he I, talks about the, the, the he has pictures of uh, his drawings of the enemy. It's so he has it's very Electra who is electrical and. Uh-huh. Uh, the bow, who's says, supposed to be the Poo. owl, yeah. Poo. Um, and then and then we Wilt have the stilt man. Wilt the stilt, stilt man. We got gra- the gladiator. Yeah. Um, we have uh, bird's eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun. Yeah. So what ends up happening is is the teacher basically says this is this is so stupid. This you know you don't just you know you didn't do this assignment at all. And then and then all of a sudden he says, "Can guy, I get my A now?" Yeah. Can I get my A now? <laughs> this this guy comes crashing through the window, and Daredevil ends up showing up, and then. Uh, it's Turk. It is Turk. Uh, yeah, it? yeah, it is Turk, and just does this little like, oh hey, like um, Daredevil shows up and says to uh, Dirk, he goes, hey, thanks for the assist, kid. You know, thanks for help helping me out. <laughs> and so everybody thinks Dirk is like the coolest kid around, but the teacher's not buying it, and she's mm-hmm. actually mad at Dirk, and she goes, who's gonna pay for this window? <laughs> that he crashed in. So um, it's just a silly little fun story. It is, yeah, it's part of the uh, the assistant editors month. They used to do yeah. Marvel where every now and then they would let the assistant editors uh, run a book. So there'd be like mm-hmm. a, a, a switch up. Um, it was like a fill-in issue sometimes mm-hmm. as well. So that's that's part yeah. of that. But yeah, Luke McDonald, was, uh, it's cool to see him doing some artwork. So we have a guest penciler on the next issue. I think it is Luke McDonald doing the next no, issue. No, it huh? is Joff um, Isherwood. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I did a little bit of reading on him. Uh, he's done a lot of Marvel comics. Uh, he did. Um, he worked in Silver Surfer for a while. Oh, nice. He did Conan the Barbarian, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. um, but he kind of left comic books and went into storyboarding. And he worked for Brian Singer, Richard Donner on like superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, 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 it was pretty cool. Uh, he he'd done a lot of painting. Yeah, and things. So uh, definitely it's... an interesting guy to check out. And it's Joff spelled uh, G E O F yeah. Isherwood. Isherwood, Joff or Jeff. It's yeah. uh, it's an um, it's very similar to William Johnson. It's not too dissimilar. Yeah, that, I think you that know, might be from the inking. As, as yeah, because well, so. it's got the same inker on there. Yeah. Danny's still inking a uh, uh, Bulanati. But <laughs> I like the fact that they they because a lot of times when a guest artist shows up, mm-hmm. especially when you're really digging that artist's work, yeah. it just takes you out of the book because you're like, no, I want to yeah. see William Johnson drawing. But luckily, Joff did a good job mm-hmm. filling in and like jamie said um it is very similar uh yeah uh, similar art yeah it's got a and, nice dynamism and, and we should also say it's a different writer too so it this is, is a full this is fill a, in um, issue Stephen and, grunt and, and what, what i find interesting about this is mm-hmm. the fact that i bet you anything this kind of goes into william johnson not being able to make his deadlines because this does. this particular issue does not um really pertain to the story so much yeah, it's, it's kind of they, a they one in a couple filling. of little yeah. bits here and there just this introduced it's another John Byrne cover as well mm-hmm. uh, just to mention that it, it introduces us to a villain called <laughs> Trump 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 yeah and uh he's a magician he wears a cape he actually I actually to be honest I kind of like his outfit yeah I, I wish he would have been a cooler character he looks more like a DC villain 
A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I just thought they did a good job on his outfit because sometimes on these on these these oneer bad guys, yeah, they look a little bit silly, you know. Yeah, he um, kind of looks like someone else. I'm trying to remember who it is now, but I'm blanking on it. But he's a, he's like a Texan guy that, or a, an, is he from Texas or Nevada? I can't remember. He's from. I'm not sure, but he's but he's a magician, yeah. and, he, and he was a host of a kids show. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so so Dare, at the start of the issue, Daredevil is breaking up this. Um, uh, they're they're running guns. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, a... yeah, they're stealing guns from from somewhere where guns are being held by probably at a police station. And uh, Daredevil ends up uh, stopping the heist. However, the uh, the vehicle, there was a driveaway vehicle where they were supposed to get into mm-hmm. that ended up getting away or bailing out. And um, Daredevil was able to kind of throw his billy club and stop the vehicle from getting uh, from getting away. And then yeah, it tries to run into, him down and escape. Yeah, and it crashes into the harbor, and Daredevil mm-hmm. is uh, kind of goes in with the vehicle, jumps in and yeah. saves the driver out. But when he comes out, um, uh, Trump and the other goons that were there are long gone. Yeah, and and uh, Trump is mad because the. Uh so weird to keep saying that name. Uh, Trump is mad because the, the the guns went in with the guy. So mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, that this has been a waste of time." Mm-hmm. Um, then we so get Ben. We get our buddy Ben Yurick. Yeah. It's always a pleasure when Ben shows up. Yeah. So Daredevil swings. It's such a quick visit, although he is drinking a soda or drinking a coffee. Nice you ever cup of coffee. you ever notice that? It seems like a lot of times when we see Ben Yurick and Daredevil together. Daredevil's got a beverage in his hand. He tends to have a nice little hot beverage when he's hanging yeah. out with Ben. Um, he's trying to get as much information as he can about Trump. We find yeah. out his name is Carlton Sanders. Yeah. And this is where we find out he's a magician and a kid show host. Tulsa is. Uh, oh, okay. In Tulsa. Tulsa there we State. go. Tulsa State. So is that, where's that? Tulsa, somewhere. Tulsa, Oklahoma? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's Tulsa State or oh. if it's different, but because um, it might be a prison. Uh, Tulsa State. He says he busted out of Tulsa State. Oh but, yeah, there's a prison. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it starts off with him going, "I don't know who this Trump is," and then he goes, and then he describes him and says, "Okay, well, I think it's probably this guy." Um, uh, he was he, he he got the name the Trump because he was a two-time prison bridge champ, mm-hmm. uh, nicknamed the Trump. And um, Daredevil says, "Okay, thanks." Um, it's funny because he got the information and now it's like, okay, now I'm going to go do my own report or my own detective work because yeah. he doesn't find out where to find him. So he goes and, uh, he goes to interrogate the, um, or I guess to defend, I don't know how they ended up getting hooked up with this, but the guy that was in the, that was driving the van yeah. or, or driving the getaway vehicle is in the police station and it looks like Foggy and Matt are the ones that are supposed they've to. They've been assigned and they've he, been assigned he mentions that he's got backers that can afford them. So, right. And uh, Foggy's like, this is a waste of time because yeah. the, the, this is, you, you're going down. But the driver, mm-hmm. uh, whose name is Stymie, mm-hmm. recognizes Matt yeah. and we have a great, great panel. The last panel on this yeah. page, Jamie, is Stime saying, hey, it's Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Yeah. And we have a Big shot of, of, and remember, most of the time when we see Matt Murdock, we don't see his eyes yeah. because a lot of times with his glass, like, you know, over the first hundred issues, you never saw his eyes. Mm-hmm. But then they started, you started to see his eyes when he had his glasses off. But whenever mm-hmm. he has his glasses on, usually they're foggy or you can't see through them. Yeah. But now you have a shot of his eyes all big and wide through his glasses. And as a reader, when you're seeing this, you're thinking, oh my goodness, this guy just outed Matt as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But then we find out yeah. it's somebody from his childhood. We, yeah. we were introduced to another character that bullied Matt when Matt was a kid. Yeah, and Stymie was an out-and-out bully who would mm-hmm. push him over, and uh, he was one of the ones that 
the, that came up with a nickname Daredevil, Daredevil for him. I, is the, you can see a girl in the background. I wonder if that's uh, what's her name, Crimson Ash back there. Yeah, could be. Um, but yeah, it's Stymie Stuart Stuart Stymie Schmidt is his name, um, and uh, he's he's kind of a brute. He's kind of still got a little bit of the bully in him. He's right. like, yeah, you're a bookworm. I, I remember and, you. And this is something I want to talk about, like. Matt decides he wants to take the case. And Foggy's like, are you kidding me? This is a, mm -hmm. like, he's definitely guilty. He yeah. was driving the vehicle. Why do you want to take this case? This particular part in the issue, we do not know why, but it seems like Matt's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, he says uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of who I am today is because of this guy, um, for better or for worse. So, but why help him? But why help him? That's the, that's the thing that's, that's really bothering Foggy mm -hmm. more than anything. Yeah. Um, we cut to uh, Moosehead Brewery, where this uh, is the secret hideout, secret of Trump. hideout of Trump. And uh, he zaps one of his guys who's complaining too mm -hmm. much, and then does a disappearing act. Yeah, but before he does that, we find out that he's got a new. He's plan. got a new plan: how to get the guns, and how to get other guns. And there, and the only spot that's left where they can get guns mm -hmm. is to steal them directly from the mob. Yeah. And his people are like, "Are you kidding? That's suicide!" And he's like, "Don't talk back to me." And then that's when he kind of zaps him. Yeah. So two things are happening here. So that's one of them. The second thing is Foggy's talking to Becky about how weird Matt's been acting, and then and then Foggy decides to do some detective work himself and he leaves once once he finds out that Matt is not taking a plea deal. Mm -hmm. Matt's like, no, we're going to defend him. We're not going to take a deal. And Foggy's like, this is ridiculous. I need to find out why this case means so much to Matt. So Foggy goes off somewhere. We don't know where yet. Yeah. Uh, Matt goes to the tombs, the prison, where uh, Schmidt Stymie is being held. And he mm -hmm. walks past one of the guards and he says, hang on a second, I recognize that heartbeat. That mm -hmm. was Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he runs in and he finds the uh, um, uh, stymie's down on the ground. His heart isn't beating. So he gives him CPR, brings him back, gets the doctor in, and then runs out. And uh, there's a little moment as he's running out. It's a, hey, the way, the way that guy moves, you wouldn't think he was blind from one of the, yeah. the guards. Um, he gets changed really quickly. Um, it's so nice that he's not hurt anymore because yeah. now uh, he can do his he quick can do change. Two-panel <laughs> change. And sees Trump, uh, who has also done a change. Did you notice that when he did the change, he took his clothes and he put them in a trash can? No, that's the guard's uniform that Trump dropped. Is that what you meant? Sorry. No, it's his uniform. No, it's, it's not. It's, clothes. It's, the, it's the guard's uniform because there's a hat there. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's just colored the same. Oh, okay, okay, you're um, right. And then he he gets into a tussle with uh, yeah, I, yeah. He's able to catch him, and, mm -hmm. and they they get in a fight. And uh, Joff does a great job here too. It's yeah. a, it's a fun fight. He he works a lot with light, which is neat. Yeah, and Trump Trump is a good. Uh, he's got a decent. His technique is basically get away, mm -hmm. which makes it hard for for Matt to keep getting because he keeps using little illusions and tricks to to make it harder to find him and. He, uh, Daredevil even says at one point it's a lot easier to fight these guys when they fight back. Um, so he's chasing after him and, and Trump is just running, um, throwing cards at him and all kinds of things and he gets away. Um, and then so he gets away because he, he goes into a crowd and Daredevil's yeah. not able to keep up um, with all the magician stuff falling down, like the cards and the coins and the crowd. Um, so Foggy actually end up going to this this spot um which he is, mentions that he says that there's one place i can get guns before he takes off which gets matt thinking right think yeah we should we should say that which we yeah. already mentioned is going to be from the mob yeah so now we're we're now we're to foggy side of the story where foggy went to an old coffee shop or, mm -hmm. or an old milkshake shack or what do they call them a gas and sip no what do they call they're called a um 
I like Gospen's. Oh, no, uh, a uh, milk. No, a uh, a fountain. A fountain. Fountain. What do they call the, the, the dairy the, fountain? No, the milk fountain. Shake Shack. <sighs> no, I think it's um, the fountain. I think it's a fountain. Yeah. Let's get let's get let's get at the, let's go to the fountain. Yeah, it's like a ice cream. It's mall, an ice cream place. Place. Yeah. And uh, he goes in Dang and he it, orders. I can't remember the name. He order, what is it he orders? He says uh, like some type of like triple berry milkshake or, yeah, or something some fo- really very fattening thing. <laughs> yeah, so, some something very foggy like. And what it is is he's asking the owner. He's like, "Hey, do you know this this cat name? Uh, was it Schmidt or not Schmidt? Um, what was his name? Uh, it is Schmidt. Schmidt. Schmidt Stimey yeah. Schmidt. Stimey Schmidt. Schmidt. Do you know this guy named Schmidt? And he goes like, "Oh yeah." Uh, he goes, "I remember that Schmidt guy. Yeah, he oh, he would used to pick on that poor blind kid all the time." Yeah. And Foggy's like, "I got it. I figured it out." So there's some type like Matt. I can't believe he's doing this, but he is looking to 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 get know, revenge to get revenge mm-hmm. against Schmidt, and uh, so he's like, "What do I do?" So he decides to call Matt. Yeah. But anyways, meanwhile, Daredevil is is trying to get information about where so where does he go? Where does he go? So he goes to Josie's, of course. Well, he actually swings down and just grabs uh, Turk, who's walking along with Grotto, saying, "I've got a I've got a job. This is one. This is the one. I'm the brains. This is the one." Uh, he gets grabbed, Turk gets grabbed, and there's a great panel of him being held over Yeah, the great edge. panel, yeah. Uh, he doesn't actually go to Josie's. I misspoke. I yeah. just assumed so. You led me into that one there, Sorry. Jamie. Um, and then, but uh, I guarantee you Turk and Grotto were heading to Josie's. Yeah, of course they that were. That is for sure. Yeah, and he, was, he just happened to be swinging by. Um, we see Trump doing his, uh, his heist of the, the bad guy's armory, mm-hmm. the mob armory. Uh, they, they bust in, they get into a fight with the guards, and then they... Yeah, open up and they've got all the guns. They've got a bunch of it looks like little Tommy guns or something yeah. like machine guns. Um, and Daredevil's you, there waiting for them. Do you do you realize that if Turk was not around, Daredevil would not be able to solve half these cases? I know, right? He gets all of his information from Turk. How does how how? Yeah, I guess they they cover it later. They should put Turk. him on retainer. Yeah, they they should get they should get Turk on the books for Nelson and Murdoch. Like, mm-hmm. hey, go straight. We'll pay you a nice salary. You don't need to worry about anything. You just he have wouldn't to go straight. Though. I know. He wouldn't go straight. <laughs> um, so they, they have a, another fight, and um, uh, Trump has a, like streamers that uh, wrap up and, and kind of trap mm-hmm. Daredevil, and then he zaps him with his cane that he has. He has like a cane that he's able to zap people, either stun them or, or worse. Um, and he drops down to the ground and he can't really get up because he's tied up and he's, he's he has a flashback. He has a flashback, but while he's doing that, Trump is just hitting him over the head with yeah. his cane. And he's having this flashback of being picked on as a kid where the, where the bullies yeah. are saying, get up daredevil, I dare you get up. And then, so he, you know, so he's able to get up, he gets the will to do it, the willpower, and he ends up knocking, um, mm-hmm. Trump off of him and, and basically beats him to a pulp. Yeah, Trump tries to blind him. He does like a, a flashbang in his face, and he's just like, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, punches him, knocks him down. And then uh, Daredevil mentions, you know, for a minute there, I could really feel myself back in mm-hmm. the old neighborhood. So what happens is we assume he goes back to his either his office or his home because he gets a call from mm-hmm. Foggy, and Foggy's like, you need to come here right away. I'm at this address. Oh, he's at the, he's at the mall. Yeah, the, he's still at the milkshake place. Uh-huh. So Matt comes running in. He's like, Foggy, what is it? Like, it's a hurry. You said it was urgent. I'm here. And then this is where Foggy basically lays it down, and he goes, look, 
I know what you're doing now. You want revenge on on Schmidt. That's why you want to take this case. You cannot take the case because it is the wrong moral thing to do. And Matt's trying to be like, no, 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 that's not the case. And then he runs out and then he realizes where he's at. Hey, I've been in this shop before. I hate this place. This is where I was picked on. And he has this little bit of a breakdown Mm -hmm. and he starts crying. And then Foggy comes and consoles him. And this is what I like about this issue a lot. I really like this part, Jamie, is that the, the way the issue ends is he goes and he tells Schmidt, he goes, or Stein, Stein Schmidt, mm-hmm. he tells him, uh, we're not going to defend you. Yeah. And Stein's like, I got the money. Why aren't you going to do it? Because you're some wussy or whatever. And then Matt ends up walking away. But this is a huge moment for him because mm-hmm. he made a mistake. He owned up to it. He realized yeah. he was doing this for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And this goes back into him being a good person Yeah. versus, you know, m- you know, letting Bullseye die back in 181. Yeah. This and, is him, uh, yeah, he, reformed Daredevil. I can't do to, this. He says to Schmidt, you know, uh, I'm handing you over, and after he has that little outburst, he says, well, I just want to know why. Why did you, why did you pick on me all that time? And um, Schmidt says, uh, Schmitty says, uh, it's been bothering you this, all, all this time. Wow. Uh, well, it hasn't bothered me at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care. I don't even care about you. I don't, yeah. You mean nothing to me. You mean less than nothing. And that's when uh, Matt walks away and just thinks, well... You know, I wasn't going to get anything there. Mm-hmm. And that's where the issue ends. All right, so now we're up to 204. And this issue is goes back to the storyline that we were at the time before. Once again, we have a different artist. This is back now to Luke McDonald, who you're Luke talking McDonald. about before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Luke McDonald does this, uh, this story, this comic mm-hmm. book. And it's back with Micah and his one wife now. Yeah. Micah and his one wife. And, it's, it, and again, Luke McDonald does a good job of filling in for... For um, uh, William Johnson. Well, this yeah. Well, we have two. We had two fill-in issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and we open with uh, Professor Piper and uh, Micah and the wife, like you said. But they're surrounded by the media. They're getting completely swamped. And we also have Debbie and um, Ugh, Debbie. And she's like, Ugh, there's some some homeless person yeah. trying to talk to me, yeah, Franklin. Yeah, yeah, get, get me away from. Get, get me away from. Get this them. person away from me. And Foggy's like, this, they're not doing anything wrong. Just calm down. Um, and she kind of bursts in when Foggy's being interviewed and uh, starts to talk about stuff. Um, and while they're talking, the the group have gone down into the subway, um, and they go down and head down there. And and Micah is learning to speak more and more. Uh, yeah, even da- Daredevil's been following him the whole time. Daredevil's been following because he wants to keep an eye. On he wants to keep an like, eye on Micah uh, because he knows Mike. There's something wrong about yeah. Micah. So, anyways, there's an assassination attempt on Micah mm-hmm. while they're in the subway. That Daredevil stops, and it's it's by way of bow and arrow. It's, yeah, it's a crossbow. Uh huh. And the crossbow shoots the bow and arrow mm-hmm. at Micah, and Daredevil is able to knock him out of the way. He knocks him out of the way, but, but in Micah doing knocks- so. Micah and his wife fall down into the subway track. Yeah, I think it's just the wife that falls down. Uh, Micah Micah knocks the wife down into the subway track. It's just the wife. And he doesn't do anything, and Daredevil jumps down, uh, covers her as the train goes over. And And saves her life. Saves her life, yeah. And then goes up, and Micah's just sort of standing there looking at him like, hmm. So now Daredevil has left his post of following Micah because he now has to see who this new cat is, this crossbow guy. Yeah. Um, he runs up and there's a crowd and he knows that he can't um, he can't find him. He's, he's had too much time. He's had like a full minute's head start basically. There's a there's a, a crowd scene and I'm looking at. I wonder if uh, there are any. There has to be some Easter eggs some, in here. Yeah, 
because they they do a really good job of having a lot of different type of faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some Easter eggs. Um, so anyway, so we cut to this house where we meet the the the, the person that was trying to do the assassination, yes. and he looks exactly like Green Lantern or Green Arrow. Green he's Arrow, exactly yes. like 1980s Green Arrow. Yeah, and uh, he's we find out that he was hired by um, Micah's only living relative. Yeah. Who has Lord co- Barrington Sin? Who has come here from England and wants Micah assassinated because he's shaming his name? Mm-hmm. And the the crossbow guy's like, whatever, dude. I don't I don't care. Yeah. Like, well, the the guy with the crossbow is actually called Crossbow. So oh, he's called Crossbow. Yeah. Well, good. That's easy to remember. Yeah. So Crossbow's like, you know, I, I don't care. Like, whatever. You know, I don't need to. I'm all in for the money. So anyway, so Daredevil once again, he's, he talks in this really weird. I don't know what era this language is from, but he well, says... Well, it's from uh, your homeland. No, this isn't. Um, <laughs> he says, this scumscullion uh, scum, scum of a city, I'd throw any ladybuck off his aim. But next time, Lord Sin, next time it's skewered, he'll be. That's exactly how you talk, Jamie. That is how, when, when we finish an episode, <laughs> I pretty much talk like that the whole time. Um, so this uh, Lord Barrington Sin is basically like, oh, these people have given... My name, such a bad name. Oh, bad such name. a bad name for my yes. f- my family. So kill them, kill them all, kill them all, kill everyone. So I don't da- want him around. So Daredevil is actually, uh, I guess he gave up because he couldn't he couldn't find this cat. Yeah, what a quitter because of that crowd. <laughs> so he, now he's back to following Micah, and he's on yeah. top of the subway while Micah's in the subway, and De- and De- Debbie's you know like kind of hanging close to Mike or Micah mm, a little bit. Yeah, she te- tends to be a little bit infatuated. Um, so anyways, uh, so we have a little moment where Micah, what does she say? Uh, this is where she invites him to the party, right? Um, no, that happens that later. That happens later, yeah. Uh, that she, she says, they go back to the office and they're talking about, they're talking to um, uh, Becky. Oh, no, yeah, this is where it happens. And she yeah. says, uh, oh, yeah. they're fascinating. We've got to get them to the party. Yeah, so, so they're, they're having a huge party, and and Frank and Foggy's like, whatever, Debbie, do whatever you want. And Debbie's yeah, like, and all the fancy up. people are going to be there. And who does she invite to the party? Tony Stark. Tony Stark, who she, she bumped into at some other party. Yeah, some um, other party. So we she phones up the New York Times Society editor to get it mentioned that mm-hmm. she's going to be, that the party's going to be happening, and she's going to have all these people there. Um, and while that's going on, Matt comes into the office and um, says, we've got to talk. Um, and he says, I want us to cut Micah loose. Um, and Debbie throws down and says, you absolutely will not. You work for my husband and you'll, you'll do exactly what <laughs> Boy, he says. Boy, man, they made, they made Debbie yeah. crazy. I tell you what. Matt And Matt Matt's doing a good job of keeping his composure yeah. because, I mean, I don't think you would like to be treated that way so anyway so fo- yeah. so now it's the he basically says they're, they're, they're trouble we shouldn't have anything to yeah. do with them and they say well i think we we you know it's a it's a good gig for us we should mm-hmm. probably stick around so, so we cut the, to the party yeah it's the night of the party she's wearing a little red dress foggy's getting ready in his tux and mm-hmm. and that's where she tells foggy about um stark being there and then Foggy's like, well, man, there's going to be all these rich people and stuff. Yeah. I sure hope Matt shows up so I have a buddy yeah. to talk to. Uh, I don't want to just hang out with millionaires. There's with a great line here where she says, uh, when, when she describes uh, Tony Stark, she says, oh, I, I ran into Tony Stark, the millionaire, playboy, industrialist, inventor. <laughs> 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 to give him his official title. Yeah. Um, and but, while but, this but, is going But on, the world knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Right? I don't know at this stage. Do they not know? No, because uh, Jim Rhodes takes over and it isn't revealed that it's him because it's still sold as Iron Man being the bodyguard of Tony Stark at okay. this stage. Copy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she mentions that she 
she hopes that uh, Matt isn't late. Um, you know, she'll never forgive him if he's mm-hmm. late. And then uh, we cut to Matt as Daredevil when he's. And this is the part that's interesting. Is th- so Matt says that Becky got back to him because Foggy was too busy. Mm-hmm. Becky got back to him and found out the name of the only relative. So Matt's going to go check him out. And while to Lord Barrington's, there. yeah, Lord Barrington's place. And while he goes there, he's listening and hears about him on the phone talking about the felt assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. So what does Matt Daredevil do? He crashes through a, window. through a window. Perfect. Uh, typical Matt style or Daredevil style and then he just confronts the guy doesn't beat him up and yeah. and just kind of threatens him a little bit and says what's going on tell me and then automatically he just speaks right away and he, and he goes it's Crossbow I hired him I have no idea where he is and then so Daredevil leaves and then, he, he says he's heading towards the Nelson oh, oh, residence oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right he goes he's heading towards the Nelson residence so that's what makes Daredevil leave and then mm-hmm. he's left alone in the room and he calls the front desk and goes oh, I'd like to check out now yes. this is Lord Sin I wish to check out immediately yes. Yes, <laughs> he says ta-ta on the phone a lot. Ta-ta, ta-ta, ta-ta. Um, and then uh, we cut to the party, and, and Tony Stark's there, <laughs> disheveled that. Tony. And and he wants to have nothing to do with Debbie. The oh, only thing he's interested is in is the booze. There's a martini. There's a martini, and it's just so funny because yeah. she's trying so hard to impress him. And yeah. and Tony Stark's like, whatever, woman. Just this is g- he's give me deep some. in his demon yeah. in a bottle yeah. stage, which I think was uh, Danny O'Neill was involved in in setting that up. So Micah shows up, which mm-hmm. which which thrills um, um, Debbie, yeah. and then we have an interesting moment here. So Debbie's <laughs> watching Micah. Micah is just scar- uh, stuffing his face with food. He just walks over to where the catering stuff is and just like yeah, rawr, rawr, and rawr. and so she's watching him. And then we have this moment, this interesting moment where she she kind of starts to admire him, and then mm-hmm. just out of the blue, after he spits out this food, she goes, "Would you like to see my bedroom?" Mm-hmm. So he takes her. She takes him to the bedroom and says, "This is our bedroom. Uh, this, the bathroom is in there. We have air conditioning unit and everything." And then, so obviously, this savage guy, Micah, you know, is alone in this room with mm-hmm. Debbie. So what? What happens? He kisses her, mm-hmm. and what does she do? She kisses him back. Mm-hmm. And cross. And then we see in the very last panel that crossbow has a crossbow pointed at Micah, mm-hmm. and luckily. Right outside the window is Daredevil saying, uh, I wouldn't do that. And Crossbow goes, whoa, what are you doing out here? And then they get into a little fight, which is fun. But one thing I want to point out is that Daredevil knows what's going on in that, in that bedroom. Yeah. He knows that Debbie is not being faithful mm-hmm. to Franklin Foggy Nelson. Mm-hmm. So once again, another reason for us not to like Debbie. Mm. Man, they really they, they put Debbie down the, down the Debbie hole. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, dump, dump Debbie down the De- Debbie hole. Down the Debbie hole. So we get a really cool fight between. Um, it's, it's crossbow. It's over pretty quickly because Crossbow's like he fires a crossbow. Daredevil dodges it and he says, "Hang on, I got to reload this thing." One second. Yeah. Can you just wait there while I? Yeah. And then da- and then Daredevil. Man, Daredevil's, Daredevil's been doing so much damage with kicks. Yeah. He's not using his fists no. near as much. He does this big kick. He does a, yeah, he does a nice kick, but then he does a nice fist thing as well. He does like his do- the, this fist, and while he's focusing on crossbow, uh, Micah has come out and uh, picks up a planter and is going to knock a, Daredevil over yeah. the head, and that Daredevil senses it with his radar sense, and then ends up you know ducking out of the way of the yeah. plant. And, and, so, and, and what happens as he's uh, he's just about to start fighting Micah is that uh, Tony Stark stumbles out drunk. 
And he says, superheroes fight. I actually hope I'm a superhero too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Daredevil says, start, get out. Start, get out of here. And he's distracted. And that's enough time for Micah to pick him up and, and throw, throw him over. So over. We, I just want to say over two pages, Daredevil knocks out Crossbow, mm-hmm. crossbow pretty easily. It's a cool crossbow. little fight. <laughs> yes, it's Crossbow. Yeah. No, but knocks out Crossbow <laughs> pretty easily. But it is kind of cool. Uh, and then takes out, and then seriously, just is another massive kick to Micah's face. Yeah. And then Tony Stark does the interruption, and that's when he throws the Micah throws Daredevil off the edge of the building. Yeah. It is rather quick, but I do like the panel layout here, and I mm-hmm. do kind of like the like just how Daredevil just kicking butt. You know, he yeah. really is. And then he uh, they they look they do the thing of peering over the balcony, and yeah. of course Daredevil's hanging over. He's, he's underneath. And I like how uh, Crossbow puts his hand on uh, Micah and goes, Stout, laddie. He's like, yeah. like, like, thanks for helping me out. Thanks for helping me out. I'm going to kill you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for helping me out. Um, Daredevil smacks Micah in the face with his billy club and then kicks Crossbow, takes him completely down. Micah's still just kind of up and like, uh, and he says, just stay there. That's mm-hmm. enough. Listen, you've, and this is great. Yeah, she says, don't get up, Micah. Don't even try. Stay there and listen. Twice you've tried to do me harm. I'm allowing for the fact that you're uncivilized and probably confused, so I'm not taking action this time. Yeah. Next time it'll be different, and you won't like it. I promise you that. So Foggy steps out, sees all these people, including we got Tony Stark on, on sitting on his butt like yeah. drunk. We've got uh, Crossbow like Completely laying unconscious, and Micah on his knees probably contemplating what Daredevil said. And then uh, Foggy's like, uh, maybe we should call the cops. This is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And that's when Debbie comes out and she's like, don't worry. I already called them Franklin. They're going to be here any second. And then we have a little shot of her crying and, and, and Foggy's like, uh, why are you crying? Like, yeah. like, why do you care? What's going on? And so obviously she feels a little bit bad about their yeah, uh, she stolen says, kiss. I honestly don't know. But while she's saying that, Micah's watching her. Like, dang, girl. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's long. <laughs> Um, All right, so we got one more to cover today. One more, if you two or five. If you've made it this far, we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Me and Jamie like to talk, but yeah. hopefully uh, we, you find at least some of what we say interesting. Yeah, we've been joined by a nice cricket in the last 20 or 30 minutes. But, yeah. Um, so the this one is... Issue the, 205. Uh, of the, I don't know how you say this guy. I think name. it's Gail. 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 <laughs> Gale. I think it's Gale. It's gonna be Gale because Gale, Gaelic. So Gale, mm-hmm. Gale. Um, once again, we have Gale. Wi- we have William Johnson back. This is his second to last issue. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll cover one issue that he draws mm-hmm. um, next episode, but this is his second to last mm-hmm. one. Unfortunately, it's yeah. called the Gale. Um, Denny's still writing it, and we're introduced to a new villain called the Gale, who <laughs> is uh, what his calling card is. He, he he's dressed in a trench coat and a top hat. Almost kind of like um, Deathstalker, but um, but without just like but the same outfit as Deathstalker. Yeah, and he's way. just a human. He's a uh, he's a uh, assassin for the Irish Republican yes, Army. Yes, and his calling card is is he leaves shamrocks a on paper his, shamrock on his victims. Mm-hmm. So he's in New York and he's killing he's killing some uh, some people who have betrayed the cause. Um, so we open with him actually strangling a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Just and he he's he's a real psychopath. He enjoys killing. He has like a he gets a lot of pleasure out of it. We find out much later on. Um, then we cut to Daredevil and he's running along and he senses a woman heading towards um, the Nelson residence. Um, and he thinks uh, you know it's a bit late. She shouldn't be walking alone, but she's going in. Uh, let's find out what's going on. And he decides to eavesdrop 
Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I shouldn't do it, but I'm curious. We find out that it's Debbie's niece. Yes. And uh, her name is... Um, Gloriana. Gloriana O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her father, um, who was working for the Irish Republican Army, mm-hmm. uh, which is an anti-government rebel group, mm-hmm. um, is missing. Yeah. And they don't know where he is. Yeah. And uh, she was given a clue that uh, the answer is in her camera. Yeah, she was given a camera by her dad, and he said, if you ever need, yeah. need to know the name of the person, it's in here. The answer's in the camera. Yeah, and she says, you know, I've gone through it, and I can't really find any, I don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's There's so, some great moments where Foggy is talking about, or how um, Debbie is talking about, like, well, you know what? You should go stay with with Matt Murdock. Yeah, he's my he's my he's one of Franklin's employees. Yeah, he works for, he works for Franklin. It was so great. I <laughs> love this moment so much. So Matt is outside listening to all this, right? And he hears her her offer up his place, which yeah. number one is totally rude. Yeah. You don't do, offer like, up. Oh, he won't mind. Yeah, he, yeah, he'll do whatever we tell him. Yeah, he's blind. He's not going to even know you're there. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, uh, she's like, because we don't have room. And then I like it that Matt takes his fist and just hits it on his leg. And he goes, dang it. He goes, I was Foggy's best man. I actually helped him marry that woman. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because he has to, he's seeing firsthand how much she's changed and how crazy she's yeah. been. Yeah. And she knows about the evil kiss. And he's done the right thing by not ta- telling Foggy. Well, debatable, but at least... At this point, listeners, write in and tell us. Yeah. Do you think it's the right thing? Um, we don't know no. how much time's passed, so we don't yeah. know if he's had a chance to yet. True. Um, and then uh, across the street, we see a uh, doorman who is an Irish guy who mentions that he saw her, and he's like, "Yeah, happy, happy to be of a service to the cause, to the <laughs> IRA." Um, and these guys are trying to; they're, they're following her. They grab um, uh, Gloriana. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, Gloriana. Uh, as she's leaving and hustle her into a van and Daredevil does his, it, this is a great sequence. He just throws the, the billy club through, it hits a pipe, bounces off the pipe, goes through the window, takes out one guy. They crash the car. He, the other guy gets out with a sawn off shotgun and uh, he gets taken out with a nice kick and a punch. And he says, okay, tell me why you grabbed that woman. And the guy says, I was trying to help her. But there's just, uh, just uh, I know you're not going to believe this. But. I just want to say, though, Jamie, there's a great shot when he does the last little punch to take mm-hmm. this guy out. He uses his other hand to grab the gun away. Yeah. And I love how he's holding the gun. And while he's talking, he is taking the bullets yeah, out of the sawdust. Yeah, take the shells the, out. The, the, or taking the shells out, yeah. And uh, he says, you know, uh, we, we knew a father in Dublin. We got word that the traitorous dog was coming to this country to hurt a traitorous, a traitorous dog. It's coming to the country to her. So we're getting the idea that the guy Gail mm-hmm. is uh, not really. But, but what's funny is is that uh, she doesn't even seem a bit really concerned. No, about she's taking this pictures. Of she's it. taking pictures of it. Yeah. She takes a picture of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and it's like, don't you think she'd be more scared? Yeah, she seemed nervous when she was at Foggy. So I don't understand why she's so all of a sudden. She senses that Daredevil's kind of like powerful. I, I, and I guess so. She, she doesn't see the, the, the situation being threatening anymore. I guess so. Yeah. So um, Daredevil says, "Okay, um, I'm going to talk to her further. I'm going to. I want to talk to you further. Tell me where you're staying." To the guy that he uh, grabbed the gun off of, and then he walks um, Gloriana to Murdoch's place, drops her off, and then says, "Okay, I'm going to go find out some more information." But we discover that the um, the Gale has got to the guy before Daredevil can get back there, and is. Killing him, basically. He's he's murdering him and leaving a little shamrock behind. And Daredevil gets there just in time to hear a scream. 
smashes through the window, goes into the room, the guy's dead and he finds the paper shamrock and then he thinks this guy's got to be in this building somewhere. He senses some excited heartbeats, kicks open a door and finds uh, a man and a woman that are proposing to each other <laughs> um, and says, sorry for the interruption. And then says, I, I have no idea where the killer could be now. He's obviously got away. This guy, I, I should be able to find him because he's heartbeat. He's going to be erratic. But the guy was just sitting calmly as in the room. As calm as can be it's in that same building. Yeah. Yeah. He's just sitting there. So then we cut to... He reminds me of like, kind of like Jack the Ripper. I feel like Jack, mm. I feel like Jack the Ripper has this type of like, calmness about him Ugh. i know creepy. It, oh no i know it's creepy but yeah. i mean it's the same type of deal he kills these people yeah and obviously his motives are different but he kills these people and it doesn't even phase him at yeah. all yeah um so matt so, finally meets gloria yeah and and it's isn't it great that matt is so accommodating yeah isn't he kind to he, uh to let and you know to yeah he's so helpful to his boss his two boss do you think he would be as helpful if it was not a very attractive it's a very young attractive lady young lady and and he's in, instead it wasn't like an old chubby bald you know yeah guy do you, do you think that he would be his oh come into my home yeah <laughs> i'd like to think so but who knows who knows um while he's there he gets a phone call and it's for gloriana and uh it's a guy that's called Paddy O'Hanlon, um, and he says, "You know, my He's dad got told some me to bad contact news. you. Yeah, um, it, it seems like your father was uh, murdered. Has been murdered by the guy. So she has a little breakdown and cries. And thankfully, Matt is there. Matt's there to like, he goes, "Let it out, girl. Let it all out." Yeah. So a few hours pass, and uh, we're back at Foggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're back at Foggy's office, <laughs> where his employer Matt comes in, carrying the camera. We yeah, carrying the camera. the camera. And Matt is like, "Becky, can you develop this film and bring them back to me? Yeah, I need to see like because the the message from her father was it's going to be inside this camera. So the film he's developing the film. Mm-hmm. So the, the answers needs to be in the film. Yeah. So uh, and this is I, there is a, a nine page nine panel page mm-hmm. that's a grid of him trying to piece together what is he's he's, try, he's looking at the pictures with his he's, he's using his uh, sensitive touch to look at the pictures to see if there's anything he can find but obviously this is something that's like it, it's beyond his skill mm-hmm. he can't sense there's no depth to, to a photograph i wonder if becky was thinking um okay i'm going to develop these pictures and then, you, and then you're going to be looking at them yeah. for a while but it's what such a great doing? i love this page because he's just sitting there and you get a real sense of like him being tense and time passing and he's like and then he calls becky and there's three panels of him just sitting there going no i've got nothing and then he says becky can you come in here and describe these in really big detail just describe everything you see and she goes through it and he says okay thanks cut back to him in the same position of thinking like mm, i've got nothing he slaps the table and he says damn it i can't think of anything these photographs are way beyond me i can't even feel anything i'm blind this is i'm handicapped this is useless and then we see um, Patio Hanlon. Yeah, we, we, which we should mention that on the phone call after he said that yeah. her, her father had died, he says, mm-hmm. I'm going to come over yeah. so we can talk in person. Yeah. So uh, that's why uh, he shows up at Matt's door. Yeah. And he says, you know, I, uh, you, you said on the phone you had the things of my father's. And he says, yeah. And then um, he, he, as he walks in, he just basically walks into the, the building and grabs uh, Gloriana by the arm. And she says, you're hurting me. And he says, not much, not yet. Super creepy. And Matt says, I've got to, we cut back to Matt and he says, I've got to get clear my head. I know what I can do. I can jump out as a daredevil and clear my head and think and swing around. Um, so I, what I like so much is that, uh, uh, what's his name? O'Hanlon? O'Hanlon. O'Hanlon? O'Hanlon. O'Hanlon. I like how O'Hanlon change. He, we find out that he is the Shamrock. 
the the, <laughs> the, the, um, the shamrock shake the shamrock the, uh, what was his name the, the, the guile guile, the guile. Mm-hmm. he's the guile we find out so he changes over his clothes it had to be him because there's been no other people in this issue so mm-hmm. it obviously has to be him unless it's debbie anyways so uh, uh he's changing over and he's just you find out how brutal he really is and it's the stuff that he says to her is so dark yeah and it's very like you know like i'm gonna torture you yeah, he's bound to torture it, her and he's basically said look i, t- I, I get find nothing but pleasure but from killing pleasure people. from killing people and and it's really really dark and meanwhile while matt is out swimming around us uh, or swinging around he has a realization he said it's in the camera yeah. it's not the film it's in the actual camera yeah. itself. Now, I like to think that he swung out of the building and then on the same swing <laughs> had the realization Changed and course. came back. And and came went, back oh, in. of course. And then, but it, because of the trajectory <laughs> of his swing, he had to kick in a window <laughs> to come inside. So he comes back to his office, swings in, and then he feels there's a metal plate inside the camera that's uh, where it pushes the film down. And he finds a name scratched in the metal. And it's the name of the man, Glory... Oh, was Handlin. supposed to meet the mo- this morning, um, Mr. Hanlon. Oh, um, Hanlon, yeah. Uh, and I, I, uh, Paddy, Paddy, Paddy. And it's so funny. Like, so now we cut back into Matt's Matt's house, yeah. his townhouse, and it's just he, like, he is so creepy, Jamie. Yeah. Like the Shamrock, he's literally just, you know, he, or the Gale. He's he's just sitting over a chair, just staring at her, saying, yeah. you know, like uh, I was I, I was sixteen when I killed my first person. It was a British corporal. He's a fuzzy-cheeked boy, no older than myself. Over the years, I came to realize that the patriotism wasn't important to me. It was the killing. It, he's just really, really dark. And so he's, he's, he, so he's looking at her in the chair. He gets out of the chair. He's slowly walking over to her. Yeah. He's taking off his this gloves. Is, uh, and this, 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 the, what he says here is probably the creepiest thing. Go says, for it. We're alone, and the room is nearly soundproof, so you can make as much noise as you want. Oh, my goodness. No, it's no, no. He says, you can make as much noise as you want. Yeah, you, I'm not going to do an Irish accent. That would be so <laughs> As <insulting>. you want. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, so, luckily, Daredevil shows Daredevil up in the nick up. of time. Like, when he shows up, she he is literally choking her. Yeah. And he says, okay, if you step any closer, I'm going to crush her throat. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to put these handcuffs on. You know what I want to say real quick? So when we saw the Gale at the beginning of the mm-hmm. issue, he was choking that guy. Yeah. Is that, that's his calling card or his calling card is a shamrock, but that must be how he kills people. That's how he likes to do it. He likes to do it. Like how many, close. how many murderers don't use a weapon and just choke Ooh. to death? I know. Um, so he says, put these uh, handcuffs on and tie them up and then uh, put your hands behind your back when you put them on. And when Daredevil's back is turned, he picks up one of the sculptures because he's in his sculpture room, in, yeah. in Matt's sculpture room, and throws it at, at Daredevil. Daredevil. And it looks like it hits him in the back of the head. And then he walks over, and as he gets closer to his body, Daredevil kicks up, grabs his neck by the by in, in his legs, legs, throws him against the wall and knocks him out and um, mentions in his thought bubble that he sensed the exact moment that the statue, mm-hmm. the little sculpture was going to hit him so he could time it. So he went down as though and make it look like he got hit. Um, but he had to time it perfectly. Um, the Gale has a, a shard of something uh, sharp. Uh, it, it, I think it's a, a piece of broken statue. piece of broken statue and goes to, and says, I'm going to slice your guts out. But Daredevil uses oh, the... It's oh such my a series God. of great... William Johnson is so good at drawing kicks. Mm-hmm. You got oh my goodness, his kicks are so good. We need to post a couple of our favorite William Johnson pages. Yeah, 
just to do it because we've been talking about it so much these last two episodes. Yeah. So he basically, he, he, he his does, hands are still bound behind his he, back. I with know, the handcuff, it's so cool. And he does this, he, he just basically kicks the, the weapon out of Gail's hand, mm-hmm. kicks him in the gut and then kicks him in the face and then gets the keys out. Once and, again, no dialogue. No dialogue. There's like a uh, noise, but that's it. I love the fact how Denny O'Neill is letting William Johnson draw these mm-hmm. fights and not overblowing your dialogue. Because yeah. like if this was a Spider-Man comic, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like there'd be so much dialogue in each of these panels. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. So yeah, so he knocks out the Gale, he is knocked out, and then he goes to untie, um, untie uh, Gloriana, and uh, you know she, he's trying to console her, but she's she's not in a good state right now. No. Realizing how everything is, um, so that's how it ends. And we get a little blurb at the very end of the issue, mm-hmm. which says, "And the next issue is the Kingpin and the Return of Micah." <laughs> Micah, but I'm excited about the Kingpin. The Kingpin, I love exciting, yeah. I love the Kingpin. So. And then what do we get? We get a great oh, yeah. superheroes Se- Secret Wars. Yeah. The Ultimate 12 issue, which Daredevil wasn't part of the first one. He was not. And what I do want to point out is saying next next episode, we're going to talk about a Marvel uh, Marvel team-up. We're going to do mm-hmm. a two-part Marvel team-up. That's up. right. And at the end of the first Marvel team-up issue, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, uh, Spider-Man disappears because he enters the Secret Wars. Yeah. And then and then he comes in the, the second issue, he comes out and he's, his costume his costume is different, yeah. yeah. And that doesn't go anywhere. That's, that costume isn't a story that, that develops in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. No, not even a little. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everyone. This, this, has been a, this is a very fun week. This is yeah. uh, we, we went over a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. we, we appreciate you listening along. Uh, we love any type of feedback. If you make it to the end of the episode, to this part, like, you know, we always ask for feedback, so please let us know how we're doing. Yeah. You know, we you know criticize us if you want to. You know, we 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 want to know. We want to know if there's anything that we're you missing out on, are not enjoying or enjoying whatever yeah. whatever to help us to make the show better mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, like uh, Joshua said, we're going to be covering uh, issues two hundred six to two hundred nine and Marvel Team Up one forty and one forty one. Um. And uh, if you want to email us, it's uh, jjdd at. Mm-hmm gmail.com mm-hmm. um, and I'll give you that phone number again if you want to leave a voicemail which is 818-308-4066 um, and that is just, it's just a Google Voice uh, uh, so anyone can pick up their phone they can call that number you can call it and we what we'll get is we'll get a um, an email uh, transcription but we'll also get the voicemail itself and if you're happy for stuff to be played on air then we can do that mm-hmm. so um, like I said we've got the 50th episode coming yeah we're gonna we're gonna plan to do a whole bunch of fun stuff on that one so if you guys have any topics you want us to discuss, Mm -hmm. we're gonna try to kind of make it an episode that is not our norm normal formula we're gonna we're gonna gonna come in there we're gonna talk about daredevil yellow because you guys uh the poll said uh, daredevil yellow so we're gonna talk about that but we also want to just have some fun and we want to cover some weird stuff involving daredevil we want to just go all over the place and just do fun stuff we can talk about creators from that time period we can answer your questions Mm -hmm. you know just yeah let let us know if there's anything in particular that you would like to hear us talk about for episode 50 yeah and if you want to have a little message and tell us why uh, what what you like about daredevil or your favorite Mm -hmm. daredevil moment um then you can leave a voicemail and we will put it in the show yeah and just so you know like because uh 
uh, Daredevil Yellow was not written for a long time after mm-hmm. the books we're covering right now. So don't feel like what what you uh, talk to us about has to be about something that we covered. It yeah. can just be about Daredevil in general. Yeah. Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. about anything. It could be about the Netflix TV show if you want to. Yeah, it could be about, it could be about a- a- anything. It could be about the movie if you really want to talk about that. Yeah, it could be about the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or not. No, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, thanks again. You can find us all over the place. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're all over. We're iTunes. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us, rate us if you like us. It all helps. It all helps, yeah. We, yes. ap- we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I am Jamie. I am Joshua. And we, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.